David, how have you been, man? Uh, I'm okay. I'm I'm happy to host Dean Kane's favorite podcast. <laughs> um, uh, uh, I'm okay. I thought I had housekeeping, but I don't. Uh, I don't remember what it is. Uh, at the moment, how are you, Justin? You just uh got back into town. Yeah, and I want to I want to say thank you to you for uh for offering up the fact that we could uh, move this another night. It really made a huge difference. Oh, good. Uh, I didn't actually think we we're going to get home that late. So what, what ended up happening was we came from Big Bear, and we took our time leaving on this. This was a Tuesday, and we drove the back way, which is the easier way. It's a, it's a steeper hill back there, but it's a faster way down the hill, better for the kids. Jack's got a little bit of a queasy stomach. Wait, it's the back way, but it's faster? I'm faster down the hill, down the mountain. So you can either take oh, okay. the front way, which has way more curves, uh, it takes longer to get down the mountain, but it's more, uh, it's less of a grade. But the back side of the mountain is much more steep with fewer turns, and you can just get down the, mount- the mountain faster. So we ended up coming back that way, which is the long way around. Uh, you can go through Hesperia and that area back there, like the high desert, that oh. whole thing. And honestly, maybe an hour before we were heading back into town, we got noticed that the whole freeway was shut down. So for two and a half hours trying, and you know, you try, you spend more time trying to get around it. Yep. So we were trying to find our way back through. There's only one highway in a town. And then finally, like right around seven, our kids go to bed at like eight o'clock. So we had to eat dinner and go to bed <laughs> right away. Yeah. Well, you're better than me. I would have just been like, we're going to McDonald's or something. These kids got to eat and go to bed when we get inside. Yeah. <laughs> One of the whole reasons we went up to Big Bear in the first place to to relax by ourselves, it was just us. We didn't go with anybody and meet anyone. It was just our family. We went there to just watch the fireworks, man. This is Jimmy <laughs> Eat Pod. And I have to say, the problem with that story is that's the <laughs> truth. It is. It is the truth. And I'm bummed that it uh, it got canceled. They got canceled. They canceled all yeah, the everything, Could everywhere. You, you can't see out from because yeah the way big bear is you don't see out from the mountain so it's not like you could look down onto like the coachella valley and see fireworks no but i did see some video of downtown la and it looked like everyone was having a good time they're lighting their own fireworks oh yeah everybody said it looked like blade runner it definitely sounded insane here um we went up to have movie night and then we got attacked by termites oh Um, is that what those were and not that the building has termites yeah it was there were termites so not that the building has termites, but termites still live in the area. Um, and uh, just they were attracted. I was cooking up there. We had lights on. It was hot. Um, all that stuff. So anyway, Dean Kane. Dean Kane. Yeah. <laughs> tell me about that. What happened with this? With uh, oh, fucking Superman. Dean oh, you know, uh, Dean Kane. just uh, he he was on Twitter. I, I've always known that he leans a little more right than I am politically, but I, I grew up you know, a, a pretty in a pretty conservative household. So, you know, I, I like certain people um, still. They're still normal people um, as long as their morals aren't uh, askew. Um, and an editor I follow uh, pointed out that Dean Cain had retweeted a known white supremacist. And uh, Dean was like, oh, uh, uh, I don't know what you're talking about. And the guy provided an article which Dean Cain um refused to read because it was from a publication that he just could not take seriously. The issue was that the article that he retweeted from the white supremacist was from Breitbart news, which is uh, uh, everything he said about this other publication. I don't even know. I don't know what the publication, I uh, I think it was uh, 
uh, Southern Poverty Law Center or something like that, um, which I've tangentially heard of. Um, and I, I have no opinion of one way or the other. But um, the fact that Dean Cain was retweeting Breitbart News from a known white supremacist just seemed like a bad look. And the editor was pointing it out. So I retweeted that I thought it was pretty funny that Dean would say this about this publication when the whole thread started out being about Breitbart. And the problem was, was then I finished it off with, I always knew he was a Republican. I didn't know he was dumb too. And boy, did his fans not like that. <laughs> so, um, Dean, come on the pod. <laughs> Gosh. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Let's uh, um, we'll clear it. All and up. it's funny because what's, what's dumb is I didn't read either article. I just thought he had a really dumb take about the whole situation. Um, and then everybody was attacking me saying, I guess the article in question was about a black man saving a white baby from a burning building or something. Like it was like the most like easy core article it could possibly be. Um, problem was it was from, uh, uh, Breitbart news tweeted by a known white supremacist. So it's like, I don't care what the content of the article was. The, the, the comedy was in the irony. And then that completely went over everybody's heads. It was just that I was, uh, and has that since uh, has <laughs> that since died down, the, the backlash? Uh, I guess what, what's funny is I didn't know because I have um I have notifications turned off. If I don't follow you, I don't get notifications. But somebody I know was like, "Oh, Dean Kane retweeted you. He's so crazy." <laughs> and uh, and so I was like, "Oh, let me see." And I had hundreds of replies on my tweet, and I was like, "Oh boy." <laughs> You poked the. Beehive, I felt like man. Thomas J and my girl. Yeah, I felt like Thomas yeah. J. <laughs> he can't see without his glasses. Um. Anyway. Um. I Lois and Clark is still a good show. I guess. Yeah. Uh, I remember watching it as a kid. I called my dad. I was like, "You remember Dean Kane? Boy, do I have something to tell you about him? <laughs> I mean, I've mm-hmm. always liked the guy. He he, he reminds me of uh, one of my family members, and I think that's why. Uh, you know, the, their political stands aside, it's just he always looked like one of my uncles. Oh yeah, I knew a guy that looked like Dean Kane too. It must be a very <laughs> generic look, but he looked—he he always looked very pleasant. Well, isn't that the whole point? Superman needs to look like in, incredibly all. Oh sure, yeah, right? but I'm also thinking about when he took over uh, as the host of Ripley's Believe It or Not. Oh yeah, from um, wasn't it um, Riker before, right? Oh Riker, yeah, yeah, I think so. Uh, Commander yes. Riker from uh, from Next Generation. Yeah, that's yeah, that's his name. He's the other cool captain, right? Besides. Uh, uh, Jean-Luc Picard, right? Riker. He was number one. Yeah, number one. <laughs> I'm eating Oreos. This is going to be good oral. Um, I just ate my last one. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not drinking beer tonight, but I did eat Oreos, which is probably just as terrible. So, just watch the fireworks from Clarity, produced by Mark Trombino. Yes. Um, this is a sick track. And what's funny is we mentioned it. On last week's episode, right. and then I this got, week we were going to have we another episode about, that we already recorded. We were talking last about week. street lights. It was for little thing, wasn't it? We were we were discussing uh, looking down from uh, from an empty office window, and I and I was thinking about right, right, right. We were right. talking about lights, and I and I was I was I said here, and I was I got completely mixed <laughs> up with ten, which we had done for yeah. episode ten, but I uh, yeah I was completely mixed up. We even had it listed in our discography master list as a 4th of July episode. Oh my goodness, we did. Yeah, we did. So I don't And somehow it we must have it. just been buried <laughs> down there. We didn't even put two and two together that it fit on both fronts. It fit with the time and it also fit with the the current theme that we may or may not be following. 
So yeah, we totally dropped the ball, and right. that's why we're here a couple of days before this episode's going to go live. So this is as close, I think, that we've ever had it to to a, our production. Yeah. yeah. The def- uh, yeah, for sure. I definitely think so. Because, yeah, before we were like months and months ahead. And then, um, yeah, this is pretty tight. Yeah. <laughs> but we're shoehorning it in. And last week's episode will be next uh-huh. week. Um, for which there'll be an extra Patreon episode of like just covers. So we had a Patreon episode this week all about Weezer. Yeah. Um, oh, you had. I did. Uh, if you want me to take over, do some of that housekeeping. Just a couple of quick things that I did want to mention about that. Yeah. The first one was uh, which which follower or friend buddy of yours was it that that mentioned this from the DVD? Oh, okay. So yeah, Danny from Sadie Hawkins Pod. Yeah, that's what um, it was. that was. That was the housekeeping I had, and I hadn't screen I had screenshotted his thing, but not put it in my notes. But yeah, Danny from Sadie Hawkins Pod and MXPX memes. Um, he had pointed out that all of the camera trickery that we were gushing about are actually all bottled body doubles and clever edits. So actually, you never see the cast of Happy Days in the same shot as the band. And then with uh, uh, Al or whoever runs Arnold's, the yeah. guy. They actually brought the actor in to do his stuff with the band. Um, so that was actually shot for the uh, for the thing. But he's the only person from the show that was in the video. Right. Let's see if there was anything else that I wanted to. Oh, that was Spike the one Jones, thing. What a master. I, I felt bad not notice or uh, not mentioning that. And then the other item. Right. Oh, yeah. Because he said it was on uh, their DVD or something that you hadn't watched in a while. Yeah. So. Well, you know what? That was um, that was uh, I, th- I didn't I didn't write down the other item that we had discussed your thing had to do. Uh, you sent me a screen grab from Spotify. Oh, and, I don't and it's know not Spotify, necessarily. So I didn't know what I was. I guess it's at. not necessarily housekeeping, but we we can talk about this. I oh, do okay. want to bring this up at the tail end of this. Then, thanks for reminding me. Um, yeah, people are getting this for yeah, free. Yeah, if anyone, <laughs> when they were on LimeWire or BearShare or uh, I'm not sure, was Kazaa another peer to peer platform? I used Kazaa. Yeah, yeah I was Kazaa. Kazaa. I can't remember. I, I remember this being on LimeWire. Uh, but both my cousin and I shared this experience. I, I I don't know if we intentionally misspelled Weezer or if it, I think what happened is it came up as a result. Maybe it was just the, the search algorithm or however the search results came back. For whatever reason, there was one record at the very top of this list that when we were searching for Weezer and it was, he and I both remember it being W-E-R-E-Z and not like where's like this is, this is uh hacked software or, or, um, not wears like W A R E Z. This was W E R E Z. We res. And if you and it said, I don't remember which Weezer Weird. track they were trying to make it sound like, but it had We Res and then it had a track. But when you downloaded it, it was actually Van Halen by Nerf Herder. And I don't know if they did that intentionally, but it got my cousin into that band, which if I'm not mistaken, I think Nerf Herder is from Santa Barbara. So they're a West Coast band or Ventura, one of the two, but they're really close. And uh, and and there we go. So that's all I wanted to mention was if anyone remembers that little tidbit um, when searching for Weezer tracks on any of one of those peer-to-peer software shares, the uh, the We Res that was actually Nerf Herders Van Halen. I, I liked that story, and that was the only other thing I wanted to mention besides uh, messing up. With- I love discovering bands, yeah. on uh, LimeWire and Kazaa and all that stuff. Um, I remember when I was looking up. I one of this isn't discovering a band, but I was downloading. I had discovered No Effects, so I wanted to find all the No Effects songs I could. And they had a song called August Eighth, and I remember downloading it and th- thinking I was so cool because I was waiting until August Eighth to listen <laughs> to it. 
And then for a long time, I listened to that song every August 8th. And now I did. I don't even think about it. Um, uh, but there was a band, I think they like build themselves as like no effects, blink 182, blah, blah, blah. And they were called Craig's brother. And I, for some reason recently, it might've been on Sadie Hawkins pod or something. I I think that band might be Christian or something. Anyway, I only know this one song by Craig's brother because it fucking rips. Um, what is it called? Um, anyway. Uh, that song was so good. What was that? Lifetime song? of Regret. No, that's a new song. Um, Homecoming. Uh, Craig's brother is American. Who am I? Am I always so unimportant? Unimportant? Maybe. Let's see. They definitely say the word unimportant. Who am, who am I? I? That's the song. It? Okay. Did yeah. you say that? Uh, yeah. Oh. Okay. Yeah. There we go. During this time, uh, the yeah. band. Who am I? Was the song. That song. The rips. band experienced a sudden upsurge of fans with the advent of Napster when an unknown fan uploaded an MP3 of the song "Who Am I" from the first album with the artist named Craig's brother, No Effects, and Lagwagon. <laughs> oh, Lagwagon. Yeah. And what sucked was, well, I don't know if it sucked or was better, but it was only like up to the f- end of the first chorus or something. It wasn't even the whole song. So then when I heard the whole song, it was like. Uh, yeah. All right. I, <laughs> yeah, I was like gonna say you probably shorter. get used to that shorter one, <laughs> the one that just cuts yeah. out. Yeah, yeah, that's funny. Okay, good. That's I love that. That's uh, uh um documented yeah. somewhere. <laughs> yeah, it's on their Wikipedia. Awesome. <laughs> so uh, going uh, back to just watch the fireworks. One thing that kind of freaked me out was uh how how few lyrics there are on song meanings. Did you take a look at that? There's about so, right yeah on song meetings lines. it was very very short yeah right now I know that there's there a lot is a lot of, of repeating yeah yeah but I thought there's no way and then I looked at the comments and this was the this is the official listing because there's over or there's 118 comments on this one talking about uh, you know going I did write down a couple yeah yeah going through the lyrics here and uh, but yeah there was a, yeah I went through a few the uh, the first noticeable one was. It was Dusta, which is the highest rated comment. And I like what they yes. said. Their, their comment was about this song being about simplicity. And uh, my opinion, it is about simplicity. Something like watching the fireworks can put you in a trance, a moment where nothing else seems to matter, no matter what you're going through. Which I get that. I mean, it's it. even though there's a lot of repetition, if you break down this song, yeah, it could be just about uh, taking a moment to sit and watch what's in front of you, which we'll get to when we go through those lyrics. And let's see. It's funny because with as many YouTube videos as I saw of people with fireworks, not all of them were set to the song. So a lot of people like it is just a turn of phrase, like doesn't matter what's going on. Just watch the fireworks. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's a sentiment almost more than, you know what I mean? It, it, it's a, uh, it's more than the sum of its parts, maybe. Is that what I'm thinking? Um, it could be. Uh, uh, yeah, like this could have been written with, instead of just watch the fireworks, um, uh, let's watch the waves crash. Like, take your focus away from whatever's mm-hmm. going on with us, our conversation, forget about it, and just watch what's in front of us and uh, and let that let that be our focus for a little bit. Or not even the focus, but just let it let it take away from whatever's on your mind. And you know what's crazy is I didn't even think of this, and maybe you were going to get into it, is this line is never said in the song. So it is meant as a sentiment more than anything. Yeah. And it starts off with, 
so I knew I knew that they started off with saying here. So here you can be anything, and I think that scares you. I've always thought that it was here you can be anything, anything that scares you. I could hear that for sure. And, I bet there was a time when I thought that was the lyric. Right. Uh, and there's a couple of other times when, uh, during the chorus, I'll, I'll mention that, but I, I still hear these other words there, and it doesn't detract from the song. It just That's just how I remember it, and when I hear that line, that's what I hear in my brain. Um, here you can be anything, and I think that scares you. Opening up by saying, um, almost let your guard down. You can, you don't have to be cautious here. You don't have mm, to yeah, I like worry about what people think. Uh, and yeah, it's new. It, it, and I know it can be yeah, uncomfortable. It's a very new feeling but, for you. This, this is probably your first time. Uh, it reiterates it again. And I think that scares you. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, and I think that scares you. I think that scares you. Oh, this is tight. Because that sets up the second line or the second stanza really well. Right. Now here, I've been here before. But only by myself, myself. And don't you say by myself in the actual song? But only by myself. My and then does he say by and the myself? last line. I think he says. I thought by he goes myself. myself. I don't think you can fit a by myself in there. I thought it was like a quick by like myself. a by myself. Hmm. A by myself. Hmm. Uh, I mean, we can listen to it there. Let's listen okay. to it. Let's see. Wow, I think you're right. But myself. Yeah. But myself. myself. There, put that in there, m'lady. M- we'll put a little B apostrophe. Oh, yeah. I should, I should <laughs> annotate uh, that. Annotate my, I don't know. That might actually uh, detract from the song's uh, quality. A B apostrophe myself. Yeah, but, but myself. myself. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then here, so, but, but only by myself. Wait, again, let me go back. Here, I've been here before, but only by myself, myself. Uh, do you get, could it be a double meaning? Is it an implied, like, there's like, it could be both physical and figurative in there. And, and you could, however you want to interpret it, you could see it that way. Uh, <clears throat> the the idea of here, uh, you mean? No, I've been here before, but only by myself. Like, I've physically been here to this place that we're in. It's, it's probably less likely that and more of... I've been at this stage in in where you are in your life, uh, but only by myself. Now you've got me here, but in the past I've been here before, but just on my own. You know, but I, I yeah, I think it's the prep. I think it's the precipice of something new. So, like you're saying here, you can be anything, and I think that scares you. I think that scares you. I've been here before, but I didn't have anybody here with me. So I'm here with you, and I'm telling you, you can do this. Right. You know, whatever it is. Right. And this is where I get a little lost here. I promised I'd see it again. Um, I promised I'd see this with you now. Uh, he said before that he'd be real and honest with himself. And let's see, he's helping this other person through the issues he has been working through himself. I still don't. So with these notes that I made, I still don't know if I un- completely understand what he means by he's promised himself that he'd see it again. Like he's he, he wanted to help somebody go through this. He he made that um, that conscious choice that I promised I'd see this again, like not on my own this time. I'm going to help someone else out because I know how hard this was going about this on my own. Right. Well, next week's song, we talk about an AA meeting idea 
and what if this is the AA meeting idea again? Yeah, it could it could very well and, be. And not only did the promise that he'd see it again may not be a positive thing. Yeah. And yeah, he could have hit hit a, hit a that, bottom, hit 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 some kind of uh, he bottomed out, and now he's yeah, almost like I promised I'd see it again is almost like a foregone conclusion. Like I knew this was gonna happen again, but or I'd promise I'd see this with you now. Maybe he'd gone through it. Uh uh uh, let's say AA, um, and he is now a sponsor, so he's here again. But he's here to bring somebody else right. there, not as a victim, but as a uh, mentor or a sponsor, right? Right. Maybe a ple- pledge. He's pledged. That's what I, the word I was thinking of. So yeah, there maybe he's made this pledge um, to that he would be down this road again, but with you know somebody else by his side to help them through this, so they don't have to go about this alone. Like he, did. yes. Right. And then that repeats. And it goes into the second verse here. What giving up gives you and where giving up takes you. Uh, what do you get by giving up on all of your progress and, and hard work? I think that's a uh, that has that has another double meaning there. Where what giving up takes you? Um, what does it take to give up? It's simple to give up on things to to relapse, right? Um, where giving up takes you. Uh, if you were to relapse. You're starting at square one, and and let's say you've gone six months mm-hmm. that you're that you're out of this, you're sober, whatever this is that you're getting through. You've now taken all those steps back, bottomed out once again, and you've got to start over. Uh, yeah, man. Now I'm stuck on this AA thing. So what giving up in quotes in parentheses here, sorry, drinking gives you is opportunity, right? Uh, giving up drinking will give you more fulfillment, and giving up where giving up takes you. Um, could be giving up alcohol takes you to new heights or giving up on yourself is by drinking is going to take you down a terrible right. road. I've had and I've been. Right. Yeah. And which I think there he's Idea. just saying, let Maybe. me tell you, it's only going to set you back. I've been down that road. Right. Yep. And this is where I think it's most implied about just watching the fireworks. Uh, yes. And I love this part. So here in center frame. Uh, he, I love songs that refer oh to filmmaking. Oh my gosh! And which I have, I have down here. Center frame, if you're unfamiliar, refers to a camera position, not necessarily the physical position, but if you're looking at the viewfinder, it's the center of the frame. Um, and I, I wrote down, but also the position of their viewpoint, which could be literally front and center, is like looking straight ahead, like I was talking about with the waves. Like, let's not focus on ourselves. Let's focus on what's in front of us. And take that in, and then it and then it um, compounds and says, "Here, there's only air and just enough space to fit." I think that is so beautiful. Focus on what's in front of us, which in, is implied to be the fireworks. Uh, the only thing that matters right now is us and the fireworks. This is our space. The only thing that exists right now is us, the fireworks that are hundreds of yards yeah. away, and that um, that enough air in between to exist. That's it. It's like you can just think that there's so much out there, there a, a, a world, um, a, a universe, a galaxy. But this is all that matters right now is us focusing on this moment in time where it's it's us, the air and the fireworks. Oh, it's so beautiful. <laughs> it is. You know, it, uh, it, is it off the top of your head? I can think of one. But can you think of another filmmaking term laden song? Um. I'm thinking of Duran Duran. 
<laughs> oh, I I don't know a ton of their songs. Uh, which one are you thinking of? Uh, uh, Clark Gable by the Postal Service. Oh yeah, totally. Uh, because I mean, he talks about like going <laughs> and renting a camera and a van. Oh, <laughs> it's but it's such a great like visual story song, and there's tons and tons of uh, uh, filmmaking. Uh, yeah, see, that's a little bit. Um, I'd say more wholesome than the the song I was thinking of. I was thinking of Girls on Film. <laughs> Girls on film. Yeah. <laughs> I love that song. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't actually talk. And you know who else? Uh, um, oh my God. The, uh, is, is, there's also the F stop blues. Um, he talks a lot about it there. Oh, I love that. Does he talk about camera technique? Uh, doesn't he? He what talks about yeah, turning the, the, there's too much light. So song. let's turn the frame down low. So stop F stop blues. Hmm. He's talking about, um, you know, t- t- stopping down and, and closing down the, who, who sings that? That was Jack Johnson. Is that also that was Jack Johnson. Oh, I don't know. Oh, I don't know a ton of his music, but that's great. I think I love that song already. Yeah, it's a it's a very pretty song. And then I know that uh, Ben Folds also because he is an avid photographer who has had a lot of his photos published. He talks about it in some of his um, in some of his songs. Mm. But I don't. Uh, I am blanking on any uh, on on some of those tracks. We should make a podcast of filmmaking Ooh, songs. Yeah, or a podcast uh, playlist. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need another fucking podcast. Yeah. Right. Uh, okay. So, and then, and then it goes anyway, back talk, going back to that line is, it's just so beautiful. And it's, and he just touches on it talking about center frame. It's just a, it's just a touch mm-hmm. and you can get it. Even if you're not, it, it, even if you're not familiar with camera uh, cameras or photography, you get, you get the idea that center frame, right? Yeah, the most important part of the, yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. You've got, you've got to understand what a frame would be then <laughs> if, if not a camera. Right. So then we go through the chorus again, and the bridge, which really hammers this home. I said, said, said it out loud over and over. Said, said, said it out loud, but what do I know? Uh, he's had to push through this and remind him that the end is worth it. And to tell himself that, look, this is going to be worth it in the end. Uh, I've said it out loud, but what But what do I know? I th- you know, at that point, he's, he, he's listening to himself talk and maybe give this person uh all of all of these pointers and this, these suggestions and this this input and maybe they're just it doesn't matter until they they figure this out for themselves i could jabber here all day uh but what do i know you know it, it's going to be you who has to figure out yeah the issues for yourself and and then again again i said 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 it out loud over and over said it out loud but it did not help uh perhaps he relapsed and that's why he he promised he i'd see it again he relapsed and that's not a good part you know this Right, maybe this could refer to the fireworks too, because the fireworks are too loud. You're not hearing what I'm saying. He's repeating himself over and over. Again. Right, yeah, <laughs> out loud <laughs> at the worst possible times. Yeah, uh, yeah. and then and, and it did not help. And maybe he is ja- he, he is just kind of going a little bit too far with explaining things. And now he's he's lost in him his own story, and he realized, okay, now I need to stop telling you this because now maybe I'm scaring you. Maybe I, you know, you've got an issue with. Uh, with what I'm telling you now, it was all positive, and now you're hearing all the the terrible things that could potentially happen. And then they say, "I'll stop now, <laughs> just enough so I can hear you." Yeah. So I'm going to stop talking, but I'm going to let you speak. Uh, and then, what a good what a good person! I'll stay up as late as it takes. So he's willing to help this person through their problem as long as it takes. If if we're going literally through throughout the night, but I imagine that this is more of a, a figurative meaning here where. However long this takes you, weeks, months, years, 
um, I'll be here, even though he's referring to it as I'll stay up as late as it takes. I get, I get, you know, the, the concept is, isn't lost on me at least where he's talking about this, this could go into in, you know, as long as it takes. And really after that, it's just the chorus, the bridge. Yep. And they, they've got this listed as the outro, but it's just a variation on the bridge, which if you go look back, there's like two, two separate bridges that they mention here. Correct. But it's a lot of repetition. And the outro is tight. It's like insanely clarity. Like it's it's like a mini goodbye Sky Harbor. Right. And and um to that end, did did we mention how long this song is at all? No, we Just haven't. Yet. Over seven minutes. So there's uh yes. you know, that's what kind of what I was alluding to when I was talking about the or when I mentioned the the scarce amount of lyrics on song meanings was for for such a short <laughs> for sh- a short right? list of of lines man it's a seven just over seven minutes and uh did you did you catch this so the the sounds that are credited on discogs for this track i was bad i didn't go and do this research but there's so much there's strings and clavinovas and right and that's part of the reason why i was you know we were talking about the midi controllers earlier and and Ah. setting that stuff up because i miss um i miss being able to play that stuff just walking up and being able to play it. Um, so yeah. for Just Watch the Fireworks, we have, and tell me if this name sounds familiar, on cello, Suzy Katayama. Oh, yeah. yeah. I remember her from Little so wait, Thing. We were just talking about her from... <laughs> yeah, she was on Little was Thing. Was it Little Thing? Okay, yeah. yeah. So she okay. was under... She was actually the lead. What was she the... How was she labeled there? She was like the booking agent or something, I felt like. Um, let's. I don't know if it was a booking agent. It, she was the contractor that's it very close the right contractor. oh that i guess my my interpretation of contractor right. was she was the one that's booking people, yeah but yeah yeah so she she is credited as cello and then the casio tone keyboard is credited to jim yeah nice. and there's another of uh, a violin played by i and i have, haven't heard this of this guy before joel deruin joel deruin and if you go to his page he's still active um he is a Canadian violinist, concert master, and composer. So I wonder if they worked together. Him and Susie worked together on this. Uh, but he's he's oh, still yeah, doing uh, music direction for artists, television, film, and theater. He's still active. Uh, but really, I think it's just yeah. those two. And then uh, there's no David Campbell here. He's got a Twitter. I'm gonna give him a follow from the. Uh... Oh, Dave Campbell, of course. Yeah, Why he not? Was, yeah he wasn't credited as any uh, sort of conduction or the, you know the conductor. Uh, here it was just Susie and Joel, but you can really for that last part, oh, okay. the last third of the song, you can hear that the strings just come in and and play in and out with the lyrics that are being sung by Jim during the bridge and outro. Yeah, I'm gonna search this guy's Twitter profile and see if uh, he ever mentions Jimmy World. <laughs> now let me ask you this: Did you go to Easy Stems this week? <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> I was so intrigued. Another person in the song meetings uh, mentioned Frickard was the name. The lyrics after four minutes and 55 seconds. What exactly did they say? Uh, Does anyone else notice the words being spoken behind the music starting at about 4.55 and on? If you listen really closely, it sounds like somebody is saying something for nearly the rest of the song. And it it does. It's way up in like the symbol hisses of the symbol. It's like tape hissy, like... So I did go to Easy Stems, which I found roundabout. I was like trying to figure out. I don't understand Python or right. or 
uh, any of that stuff. I ran Python. It ran on my computer for like four hours before I don't know what happened. I don't understand if I got it compiled or what, um, but I was trying to run Spleeter. So then uh, this girl I randomly was watching a YouTube tutorial on how to use it was like, oh, I started a website, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, thank God. Um, so I went, I downloaded the stems, I loaded them all up and I listened to the whole thing and I just can't, it's not in any of the tracks clearly right. what the speaking yeah, is. Yeah, and I, the, the part that I've noticed, and I did notice that these, the sounds were there, I could never, as long as I've been listening to this, with or without headphones, uh, been able to tell what they're saying. However, at five minutes and 38 seconds, I hear what sounds like a please. Oh, is that That's what you're cool. hearing? Like it, it's in between the vocal breaks of Jimmy. It goes, please, ding, 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 stay up as late as. Uh, and I was so focused on the stems that I didn't ever, I never went back and tried to listen to the regular version again. Oh, <laughs> so like I was dead set. I was going to find it in the stems and I just, well, didn't. here, let, let me listen. Let, let me play five minutes and 20 yeah, seconds. Play it, play and you can it, yeah. hear, uh, try to listen for the, the vocals underneath being it sounds almost like they're mumbled but they're just very far off did you hear it there no uh i wonder if it's cutting it because the volume is too loud. Yeah. Like, what if you knock the volume down by half and play it again? Let me see if it plays through the bandwidth. All right, let's see. I'll go back to 520. Were you able to hear it at all? Nah. And you know, playing it softer, you can you can kind of hear it clearer. Um, but oh. if you're if you're trying, you know, I, I don't know how spatial, uh, almost more clarity. <laughs> I don't know how uh, stereoscopic sound works. You know, how you can you can you can set sounds to show up in different portions of, it, like your headspace, as opposed to just left and right. Uh-huh. You know, I think Apple's working or Dolby's working on this kind of stuff where. You can almost feel completely immersed because they can wrap these sounds around your head. But this is like if I'm trying to describe where the sounds are, it's in the bottom, the left ear for sure, and in like the bottom left area down there. So that's mm. where they, it seems like that's where they stereoscopically placed this. Now, yeah. There was, there was a time like when I was listening that I thought maybe it was like somebody tuning a radio because it's like the frequency so high. I even put like a 30 channel like mixer and premiere on the regular track and tried just knocking everything out but one slider on every like higher frequency and i just couldn't find it oh man yeah i didn't even think of that because that's how i've eliminated hiss at certain Mm -hmm. yeah at certain frequencies you can see the hiss showing up at four or five different spots well what you do is you just take a you know you take a very narrow spike and then shoot it down the opposite direction and all the others yeah that's interesting uh so did you when you when you went to Easy Stems, did you use just two uh, channel or two? Tracks? No, I broke it out into wow. five. <laughs> I was like, if she's going to give it to me, I'm taking it. <laughs> yeah, I only went two 
which is essentially just the voc- vocal accompaniment, or I'm sorry, the accompaniment and then the vocals. Well, here, let me let me just play it. I'm going to play a few seconds of this, and it's when it's in the beginning of the accompaniment where the guitar comes in, and you can hear what sounds like uh, some kind of simple effect on a guitar. I don't know if it's... Uh, if, if it's some kind of spring reverb or something, but it's, it's just a beautiful little effect that they put on this. I'll play a few seconds of this. It's a tremolo that they have on there. That's what that sound is. Mm. It's so beautiful that the first, the introduction, you can just hear a couple of sweeps across, across the strings. It's so pretty. Um, Yeah. So which parts were you looking at in the broken down bits? Was there any, any special things that you wanted uh, to listen to from Splitter? No, I mean, I, I, because I was so focused on finding that one bit of spoken word stuff, I was listening to, like I said, I got the five stems and it broke it down mostly into uh, guitar, bass, drums, vocals, and other. So I really focused on the vocals and the other track and I couldn't find anything. So then I listened to the drum track and I wasn't finding anything. And I'm wondering if the frequency is getting like I ended up listening to the outro, each individual track on the outro and none of it individually could I find it. So it's the frequencies bonkers enough to get lost i think across all the tracks because then if i hit play with all the tracks active i could kind of hear it so (laughs) it's like it's bonkers i don't know man and i raised up the vocal track all the way and even put like a gain filter on it to really kind of listen to the quiet areas now again splitter's not you know it's it's close but not amazing um for what it does though it's just my opinion is it's uh, for I mean, at least for being a free service. Oh, Man. totally. It's really cool. Um, but let's be honest. I'm not listening to the raw vocal track. It sounds like I am, but I'm not. So, uh, and especially with how hissy that spoken word vocal is, um, uh, who knows what frequency it's being counted as. Um, I even listened to the bass. Yeah. And I, there was a time I was fooling myself. I was like, maybe I hear it most in this which doesn't really make sense, but I was hoping. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'll, let me let me just play a little bit from 520 with uh, essentially no vocals here, and I'll play for about 40 seconds to where I, I think the, the vocals say please or something like that in the background. <laughs> please. So, yeah. So let me just play a few seconds of this. It kind of sounds like a chug, chugging vocals going. It's oh, you know what it is? What was the uh, Paul is dead? Is that what he's <laughs> Paul saying? Paul is dead. Yeah, we're not playing. Play it backwards. We'll Paul is out. dead. <laughs> That's the problem. Paul we were playing dead. it forward the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just I, you know, I, I don't know if they were intended to be audible, 
Um, and maybe it was just, uh, I mean, of course not. Of yeah. Course but I'm wondering not, if it's more, if they're I, doing it for more percussive effect or if they're, if it, they just kind of said, Hey, let's just throw some other funky vocals that no one's ever going to hear underneath this. Yeah. Well, I have, while we're recording, I know it's late and it's possible we won't get anything, but I did tweet at Zach and we'll see if he, uh, if he answers. Um, I can't tell if he's on right now. I don't think so. <laughs> uh, um, Zach, come on the pod and explain yeah. this. <laughs> Now this track, um, do you have a listing of how many times it's been played live? I know uh, for a fact that it has uh-huh. been on the Clarity Times Ten tour, Clarity X Ten, however you want to say. Correct, and it really kicked up in number of plays after that specifically. Okay. But before that, it hadn't been a lot. Now it was across four acts, so it was like I had to like do a little bit of math, and apparently I didn't save it, but uh in the 60 okay. realm and 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 i'm being generous uh i'll pull up the the link right now but um and that was yeah i, I think 60 was more close to the number of how many times all four acts had played it uh so 29 whoa i was way off <laughs> i was way off um no jimmy Eat world played it 29 times okay that's how many times all right most of it was in 2015 and 20 oh 2015 huh yeah which is yeah not the clarity times 10 tour right you're right and that is 2015 is when um was that chase this light uh no 2015 would have been damn yeah, damage no 2015 would have been yeah, uh no chase integrity was right after futures man yeah damage um huh that's interesting it would have been yeah yeah so they must have brought it back. And on 2015, it mostly looks like it. they were. Uh, um, oh, see, here's here's this is why 2015. So it's breaking down the uh, Jimmy World played it 29 times. But over the years, 2015 was the most it had been played by Jim Atkins because he was doing his solo tour in 2015. So, yeah, he played it mostly on the second leg that he did uh, the second leg here in the U.S., where I did see him actually play this live at the Masonic Lodge in uh, uh, the Hollywood Forever Cemetery. Um, And that was July 28th, 2015. Before that, he had sort of brought it into his acoustic set when he did the Europe leg of that that tour. So after we saw him at Velvet Jones. um, Right. That that's that big spike in 2015. Right. It was Jim, Atkins. which is interesting. I'm looking at an article from well, not an article. This is from intunemusic.wordpress.com. So it's it seems like somebody's simple little uh, music blog. I don't know how how um, how far the reach is here, but they've got. I mean, they cover 142 bands across Alkaline Trio, uh, Bayside, Jimmy Eat World. But um, this was on posted on March 24th, 2009. And they specifically talk about the Jimmy Eat World Rubens Accomplice at NYC um, show on, on February 23rd. And they go on to mention a quartet from Phoenix. Rubens Accomplice looks good on paper. Tours with excellent bands. The format, Weaker Thans. And then, of course, Jimmy Eat World. Um, and then they played through Clarity in its entirety on this. Right. right? And That looks like the first Clarity 10 stop. Right. Yeah, of 10. So there were 10 of them. Yeah, they started over in the, in the yeah. Northeast, and this person goes on to mention, um, these are early tracks here, but as it does on the album, Tom Linton's cutting guitar on Crush once again picks things up and keeps the crowd moving until 1223.95, slows things down again. These drastic changes in mood define clarity 
and indeed Jimmy World experts at crafting both fast-paced and slower songs. Just watch the fireworks showcases another defining aspect of the album, Adkins' ability to tell a story with just a few words and expand them across an entire song. At over seven minutes, the song's few lyrics are constantly repeated, but the song never drags. The simple repetition is quite powerful. Ooh. And But anyway, Ruben's Accomplice was on his uh, solo solo tour. That's who he played with, right? Yeah. Correct. So that was, and this was just uh, six years before this, 2009. Yeah. Before we saw them. Yes. Yeah. So, but this was also, yeah, this was a full band. Both, both were full bands playing here. I'm looking at like all these stats to see like when, when they played it and why. (laughs) Um, But yeah. So yeah, 2009, they played it those 10 times. Um, Yeah. Not a song they bring out a lot. Um, I suppose maybe we can, uh, take a listen to them uh playing it on the 10 tour let's see. yeah if you've got one and and i also wanted to mention didn't you just recently purchase it was at the jimmy Eat world um the 94 album did you get that one on cd i did yeah, yeah. um was the seller was that the one where the seller was stinkweeds Oh, yes, that's Stinkwee's record, so I'm also going to play a little bit of that. Yeah, yeah. and that's cool. So he we opens can hear up. a full band, and then we can hear Jim play it. Yeah. Yeah, it's a cool song. It's, and uh, uh, I this... remember the fervor online was everybody was very excited that he opened <laughs> with that. <laughs> uh, but here, let's listen to it uh, at the Clarity 10 tour. I think this is in New York. Um, Yeah, sounds good. Jim looks like he's having a blast. I don't know why they wouldn't play that. Yeah, more. and this song is in drop D, which is one of you know that's one of his uh, preferred tunings when he's playing acoustic because he could do. Remember, we, we were talking about him going through those few songs. Uh, well, he yeah, most everything is in drop D. I think he said I found a video of him talking about the middle uh, and writing it in drop D and how he writes most yeah. things in ro- drop D. I think he said he needs to stop <laughs> doing it, but he hasn't. But it just sounds so chunky, you know, when they play. Yeah, uh, I don't know if we looked at Little Thing. I was fiddling around with, um, you know, the the guitar work on that one because you know, we wanted to to jazz up that that solo a little bit. <laughs> yeah, we also got people got yeah. mad at us for oh, that well, too. Who cares? And yeah, it, there's a part right after the solo cuts out where it's just Paul muted uh, playing open open string playing because because it's in drop D and it sounds just so full and chunky. Yeah, totally trying to step through this can you tell what he's got capoed here uh that looks like capo or no the nut two two it's three i think Hmm. i think let me hit play i want to say it's two on this oh boy 
the arrow keys lead me down a disastrous <laughs> hole in this uh just watch link <laughs> or watch together oh there you go oh there it we looks go like two i think you're right it's 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 it either like one or two. two yeah yeah so he's drop d but back up in e right yeah so you can he can just play it open um yeah. And then worry about playing the uh, just the higher notes, those little twinkly parts. He doesn't want to have to move his fingers yeah. around. To- <laughs> Which I played through um, when I was when I was laying down with with Jack when he was going to bed. I uh, I was fiddling around with uh, Ultimate Guitars. They've got they've got so many pro versions of these tabs, which is nice. Uh-huh. It's like, essentially, it's a broken down MIDI version of each song. That's right. I for- I always forget oh, about it's that. So. We needed to go into that more and often. It's so pretty. Let me see if I can just ju- if I can um grab it real quick. But there are so many little twinkly parts that are underneath, you know, they're underneath the mix or they're in the mix. Right. Oh, yeah. They even so this is what they have. They have electric guitar clean. There's three different ones. Oh my gosh, I've got two. Yeah, I just got to log in. That's all. There we go. And <laughs> and then it's going to give me the pro all right, but it has like four breaks. Here, I'll just play a little bit of this, and we'll see. It's loading the sounds just a sec. So it's got three different guitars. There's electric guitar one, two, and three, all clean. There's a four and a five electric guitar overdriven and distortion, uh, a fingered bass, and then they actually have the violin. So nice, you can, and you can hear the violin. Can you hear that? Yeah. <laughs> and then it goes into about four measures of silence, where he's saying here. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Very clavichordy. May I have this dance, my lady? <laughs> so he's doing this up on the you know the higher strings on arpeggiating all of these notes. into how intricate these songs how well written and how intricate they are they're not just a bunch of dudes slamming down on these guitars these are so well thought out the arrangements that they have oh it's so beautiful i love that kind of stuff just looking at that so if yeah and and if you have an account i don't know if it's because i paid for the app that i have access to those because before like it it, you know roadblocked me and said it paywalled me uh but but now i can i can access them which is pretty cool so that's one point for Ultimate Guitar. So yeah, that's what happens. <laughs> Can you download the raw MIDI and assign a different instrument oh, I'm to? Sure, I could. They, uh, I don't know oh, if it's through Ultimate Guitar because you know, bless the people who put together these MIDIs. Uh, but most of the time, they they'll assemble them and then allow them for download. Uh, yeah, maybe I don't know. We'll see. I'll, I'll I'll check that out. But that's why he has. Um, I love it when he does those arpeggiated notes that he plays on top when he's got it in drop d or some kind of open tuning where he can play harder later totally so beautiful yeah okay so do you have um did you want to play any of that stink weeds yeah 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 yeah. let me pull that up that stinky (laughs) stinky weeds here we go and let's see if it plays at the timestamp. i'm sure it won't (laughs) of course i keep going expert curators of all things music stink weeds records Phoenix, Arizona. 
with that, I want to play some songs. It's called Just Watch the Fireworks. Here, you can be anything, anything that scares you. I think that scares you. Here, I've been here before, but only by myself. I'd see it again I promised I'd see this with you now I promised I'd see it again I promised I'd see this with you now Love his oh. like picking during the chorus. Yeah. It's so good. It's. I, <laughs> I wonder how often he practices. He's got such a you know a a broad repertoire of of uh, you know tracks. And he's so yeah, he's so chill about it. Yeah, man. Yeah, I I loved that whole performance. And he's playing one of those. I think how do you say it? it's a maton? But it's isn't that one of those Australian uh, guitars? Oh, I don't know enough about that. I think they're Australian. They're not. I don't know anything about yeah, this guitar. Box Hill South, Australia. They are not cheap, but that is his. Uh, it seems like his preferred acoustic guitar that he plays, and he does. He plays that little smaller one. I think it's. Uh, yeah. I don't know if that's. It's not a dreadnought. Yeah. <laughs> huh. It looks like he's got his own like artist series. So he's got that and uh, and the Strat, huh? Yeah. That's kind of cool. Yeah, I I kind of hate how uh, Jim's acoustic looks. <laughs> I hate how tiny it is. Like every time he comes, what's funny is it sounds huge, especially like when he's playing "Goodbye Sky Harbor" or something. Yeah. And he's got like this what looks like a fucking uh, a big ukulele up there, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and that, but it sounds right. good. So I can't exactly mock the man so that, for and that's it, and that's the quality of the wood, uh, mainly the wood. Yeah. Really, uh, I want to say you know it's when I was looking at them recently. Um, I want to say rosewood, the top, but yeah, it, it that's that's um, it's it's craftsmanship, but it's also the the type of wood that they chose in the construction of that of that guitar. Yeah, <laughs> a big ukulele. Let's see huh? if they have anything about like why he no, it, it's just like general like information about Jim. I was like, it, I was trying to see if it uh if it had like Jim found us and on a tour or blah blah blah, but. No, he just plays the Maton Performer 2018. Mm. It's a slim-bodied 808 with a soft cutaway. Huh. And a ton of stats on it. <laughs> they put Elixir strings on it. That's why it sounds good. I love Elixir strings. I won't put anything but Elixir strings yeah. on my guitars. And well worth or the investment. I mean, they last twi- at least absolutely at least twice as long. Oh, my God, yeah. I mean, I, I, let's, I don't know the last time I restrung my acoustic, but, I mean, I will let it sit for years. Because I'm not out playing and doing right. all this stuff, and it sounds perfect. So yeah, okay. It's a rosette mosaic. I don't understand any of this stuff. Downboard is bunya pine. Ooh, bunya that sounds pine. Hello, Australian. <laughs> <laughs> bunya. I don't know. The neck is Queensland maple. Uh, I had a friend who was a luthier, and he one oh, of man. his final projects. He built this. He what did he call it? The big the big booty, but it was. 
it the bottom end imagine imagine the the center where it it curves in was as slim as you could get it to where it was like probably a couple of inches on either side of the sound hole but then the the bottom of this thing was so big and it wasn't abnormally huge like comically huge but it was it, that was what he wanted to do he wanted to have this thing that had this deep resonant sound and it was beautiful uh, you, you, just thinking that he chose all these woods if it was a rosewood fretboard or if it was pine underneath, I'm not sure what it was, but it was glazed. You know, it had that proper finish on there, and uh, it was part of the course. So yeah. he made his own guitar. I don't know if it's if he still got it. I mean, I imagine it's your first, your first, the only, the one and only guitar you make. I don't think he's still doing it, but I just I thought that that was so cool that out of this course he came out with an actual guitar that he had created from scratch. And I don't mean scratch like he, you know knocked down the wood i'm sure the guy yeah, had no still got, like pretty he's probably incredible got, yeah. the teacher has or the the luthier that he that he was mentored by probably had you know a selection of woods to to go through what's the i wonder what the like etymology of that word is luthier yeah like what does that even like mean luthy. what is a luthy um from the french of luth loot ah there you go luther yeah, there you go sense. looter a loot <laughs> <laughs> yeah grab your loot they're pirates. That's what it is. <laughs> uh, so yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah. Uh, where where are we on about his guitar? Yeah. His acoustic. Yeah, talking about him great. playing playing his uh, his stuff live on those shows. Um, oh, I did come across this. Back to the talking at the end of the track. Sean Hughes in the Facebook group mentioned it, and he said it sounds like takes as long. It sounds like he's saying. Long as it takes, long as it takes, just saying it over and over again. So that's uh, there's that chugging, uh, like long theory. as it takes, long as it takes, long as it takes. Right? Yeah. Please. Weird, right? <laughs> long as it takes, long as it Please, takes. Please, God. Um. Uh, oh, I did want to show you this. Um. Ha- have you come across? I I have to send this to you because it's a photo. Um. This Etsy store that has all of the clarity tracks available as poster art yeah that's come up on the the facebook forums several times they're yeah. beautiful so cool so this is the one for just watch the fireworks it looks like the old jvc logo from the 80s um with like uh a uh a reducing red dot mosaic uh going from left to right um and it just looks so cool a bunch of people have purchased this like there's five pages of comments on this one or maybe it's on the Clarity album. No, this is specifically on Just Watch the Fireworks. Arrived quickly. We bought for our first house. Ordered these prints. So happy with my purchase. They look great. Um, yeah, man. I might have to get this person on the pod. Who makes these? Outpost Print Co. Yeah. But who at Outpost is making these? Like this is this is a pretty. It's this guy, Charles Miller. Come on the pod, Charles. Yeah. Let me see if. Oh yeah. Yeah. Outpost Print Co. You know, I was looking and and. and at their quality and their knowledge they know uh-huh. what they're doing <laughs> oh yeah they've, oh yeah i mean they've, they've chosen you know archival papers and it's not like they've just outsourced you know these these prints somewhere and and they you get one you know it's kind of like drop shipping they know which inks they've they've selected yeah these are all beautiful yeah they're so simple minimalist and a long a long distant uh distant relative of mine charles <laughs> Oh, that's right, yeah. <laughs> Charles. Oh, I've messaged him to see if he wants to come on the pod. We probably won't get him on the show this week, but uh, hopefully soon. That would be cool. Wow. 
Yeah, but those come up a lot on the on the uh, on that. Um, it seems like every few months or so. I just realized, Susie. Different Susie text. I sent her that just watched the fireworks. Yeah, I went and look, uh, looked. <laughs> I looked for it myself. <laughs> she was like, "Interesting." <laughs> yeah, I took a look at it myself. I've I've been on his page before. Okay, good. Well, Susie has seen it now, and now maybe we'll have the prints here in our, right. in our house. Yeah. Um, there were some band notes on the track. Did you come across this? No. So the band, I think this is Zach as it normally is. Uh, or no, this is Jim. Uh, Jim talked about this song in particular. I forget where or why. Um, I think, yeah, I don't remember where or why this came out. Um, but uh, this is what Jim had to say. We came out to L.A. about a week before our studio time uh, started to do pre-production with Mark. We holed up in an L.A. rehearsal spot. I think the rumor at the time was Rage Against the Machine just did a whole album in their practice room at the same joint. It seemed like such a pain in the ass having to load in and out for a daily hourly j- or hourly jam session. We didn't have a dedicated practice place, but we could play almost any time at Rick and Tom's Club 700. I don't know what that entirely means. Uh, there wasn't anything we could do to make the neighbors hate that house more. <laughs> Fireworks started out with a much slower, almost ballady approach. Mark had the idea to try to uh, try it more mid-tempo and driving. Took us a few run-throughs to relearn the song that way, but it made it much better. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I assume Club 700 had something to do. I'd have to read through the rest of this because it's a track-by-track clarity breakdown from the band. Um, maybe they mentioned club 700 somewhere. Maybe, I don't know what the address is of sound city. Um, wasn't that where they recorded this one? I did really bad research on this episode. I guess Um, (laughs) clarity recording was either. Yeah. Sound city and then clear Lake audio. One of the two. Mm. I wonder if one has like a, or where they were doing the pre-production, the address was 700 or something, uh, or it was room 700. Right. Um, yeah, there's a tweet from Jimmy at World that says, we just beat the hotel year in a band versus band ping pong tournament. Kids tried hard, but this one went to the vets. Good game, guys. And a reply to that a couple lines down is from Stuart. Not sure how fair that is when you have Switchblade, a.k.a. Tom Linton, on your team. That kid was wicked back in the 700 Club days. Ah, memories. Oh, interesting. So maybe you can go back. It's, it's uh, interchangeable. It's 700 Club, Club 700. I wonder if it was. I wonder if that was the um, the the Mormon. You know, they have the those the Mormon chapels that you can kind of hang out in. There was one right by the college in Moore Park. I know that uh, a buddy of mine said, "Hey, we want to go down and play um, pool or ping pong. You could hang out there uh, in between classes and just kind of hang out somewhere." Uh-huh. So I wonder if that was like a, a hangout spot where. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Rick and Tom's. Yeah, okay, go ahead. Uh, so uh, that that was the whole bite oh, about okay. that um, uh, from from the band. But I thought that was kind of cool. And I also thought it was interesting that they worked on it before with Mark, but there's no demo for this song that's at least publicly available um, or even privately available in our collection anywhere. So if you have a demo of this song, we'd love to hear it. Um, but uh, you could play it over the phone at 44G. <laughs> but... <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, uh, then uh, Alex Kyle, if you remember, is on the Facebook group. He has a theory that invent uh, that uh, um, I wrote invented, but I think it, no, it wasn't in, uh, invented and clarity are like sister albums or mm-hmm. something. Um, so I just chopped out the part where he mentions just to watch the fireworks. Um, what comes next is simply incredible on clarity. Ten 
Just Watch the Fireworks, and For Me This Is Heaven are three of my personal favorite tracks ever, but that aside, what they do is demonstrate versatility from the band and Trombino's production skills. These are the tracks that made me fall in love with Jimmy World and are, from what I can see, often cited as fan favorites. Invented is a track shorter than Clarity, but Little Thing and Cut are both examples of Trombino bringing his production values to the songs to lift them to the next level, and for that reason, I see a comparison to be drawn in their placings on the album. So that was part of Alex Kyle's Invented Sister Album Theory. Um, Yeah. Uh, This song is in B major, so if it's in B major scale... I noticed in the acoustic version, he had it capoed on... Four, but that's G then if he's in drop D. Um so he's either four, playing in yeah, e you're or right. G. Yeah, that would be capo four if he's playing open is going to be Right. No, because you're going down, that would be No, it wouldn't it be, would G. be G. E F F sharp? Yeah, because if I'm playing an if I'm playing that normally, it would be a G sharp, and then you go down to yeah, so it would be an F sharp. Hmm. Yeah. And you know, I wonder if that seven hundred club play did you ever watch the seven hundred club on TV? No, I did wonder. That was like a Christian thing. Yeah, right? so I had some friends uh, that lived across the street that they their parents strictly forbade them from watching any kind of uh, cable television. And so uh-huh. th- those were the friends of mine that on Friday nights when we'd hang out, we would rent a couple of movies from Movies to Go or, you know, Royal Video or something. <laughs> That's right. Oh, my God. And, uh, <laughs> and But his mom, I don't know how they got it, but they would they, they just had that, that, that Christian television on and 700 club was always on with pat robertson what did that even reference uh, i don't know what the 700 club you know i'm probably on their wiki i i didn't look but he always seemed yeah, like know, he right? was a very you know <laughs> a happy guy and then they would do these interviews and stories and she loved i mean his their mom loved watching it but that's that was my you know it just seemed that uh it's been on the air since 1966 yeah, maybe that was maybe it was um one of the Mormon little the little chapels and that's where they played and had their friends there. <laughs> because I know you know Tom's so there. For the telethon, Robertson set a goal of seven hundred members each contributing ten dollars per month, which is the equivalent of eighty five dollars in two thousand nineteen, which was enough to support the station. So that's what the seven hundred club represents. There you go. If you get seven hundred people contributing, then they can keep it alive and the telethon is still held annually wow hmm. i mean obviously you see the connection to the jimmy <laughs> world <laughs> yeah but i'm wondering I, I have a somebody i can ask and in fact i'll, I'll oh you know I'll what ask. it is is that the song is seven <laughs> minutes and two seconds long <laughs> um it has a camelot of one b so b is the second letter of the alphabet so you subtract that from two seconds and you get 700 uh and then uh it's a 120 bpm with all of that i did put a thingy together for you if you'd like to hear what did you put together uh i don't love it but i did it just for you so i'm gonna copy this link i can't put it in watch together i have to send it to you and uh tonight's one of those nights where i won't be able to listen to it with you um but it's called see watch the fireworks (laughs) You know, I made one. I made one as well, and I'm not. Oh, how cool! I didn't. I wasn't very happy with mine either. I did upload mine, so we can share it. We can watch that one. We'll only listen to mine for a couple of. Uh, Just listen to this bars. one for a couple too, and let me know if you think it's great. There is a couple parts where I like. What did I write a note here? I said there's some cool stuff around one minute. So okay. maybe go to like 50 seconds and play it for 20 seconds or so. Okay, here we go. 
there's yeah there's some times when it it just it's a hit and then i think yeah. it's it's the, the let's say that these songs are in the, like a the same key but the chords that they go to from those right that's yeah. when it gets really wacky and they just they kind of go off in yeah. two different directions that's kind of what happened with the one that i did so i did you know i don't want to i don't want to jump ahead but let's see if you can tell without um you know we haven't really gone into the covers but it's, if you can tell what this is or who which two bands are in this and again i'm only going to play a little bit because it it doesn't mix yeah. that well i've been here before oh yeah but only by myself And another thing is the key changes destroy this completely. Yeah, right. So it almost sounds like you're in the middle of a of an arena and they left the door open to the other venue. And you can kind of catch just little glimpses. Yeah, you're like somebody's walking through yeah. to go to the bathroom or something. You're catching a little bit of what's going on in the next room. Exactly. I think uh, the observatory in Orange County is like that. There's two stages that are actually kind of next to each uh. other. <laughs> like yeah i think knitting factory in hollywood used to be that way there were three stages oh, you're right yeah <laughs> yeah there was the main stage the bar and then the side stage the alternate lounge oh man i think i i think my yeah i played all three of those stages <laughs> back in the day i liked the main bar i think the most not the main stage the main stage was okay it was too big um for us we were way too not not a big enough band to play that stage but the bar reminded me of um where they used to hang out on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh, really? The I was going to say the Max. That's Saved by the Bell. What was it called on Buffy? It doesn't matter. Um, but the bar, where they all hung out. The club? Is it a club uh, or a bar? The Bronze? I think it was like a... I, the Bronze! That's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking Bronze. Um, so, yeah. Uh, obviously, I love those Scott covers. I actually didn't put them in my list because I think I was just like, yes, 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 the Scott cover but i'm so glad you played it i mean uh with that i did come across way too many i found i found like two fan made videos one i think was like a fan edit of um like some sort of foreign film because it's too well shot um maybe we'll watch that one the other one is like exactly what you think it is it's like a girl in her bedroom and there's jimmy world records all around and all that stuff um but i'm sort of interested in what on earth this could be uh and we can only wa- we'll only watch a couple minutes of it, but you'll see how well shot it is, um, and see if you recognize any of the actors or what it could possibly be. So it's a woman; she's walking down the aisle at her wedding in a big church, and somebody's walked in, and the bride Here looks over at her. Oh, you can be anything. Like she kind of looks like Jennifer Garner and Jessica Alba mixed together, the bride. Right. I think it's that guy looks super British, like a British version of um, what's his name from Big Bang Theory? Yeah. The uh, oh, what's her name? Do you know who this actress is? Yeah, it is. Oh, is it Piper Perabo. Um, that's it. 
I don't know. It could be. Which she was in. Oh man, she was in Penny Dreadful. But what else have I seen her? Okay, in? it's a name I know. Yeah. So this is uploaded by Scumbag One Eighty Two, and it says, "Imagine me and you," and then in parentheses, "music video." Maybe "Imagine me and you" is a vid- is a movie. Let's see. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's a two thousand five film with Piper Perabo. Oh, okay. Uh, is that is the director Oi Parker or is it Ol Parker? Oi, Oi, Oi! Oh, it's a German slash UK film. Uh, I think I believe it's Ol Parker. Oh, Lena Headey. Oh. That's where I know her from. She's in Game Whoa, of Thrones. Man, you know all these people. She's in Game of Thrones. She's the. She, I oh, never dude, seen. She's um. There's dragons and swords and yeah, horses. Cersei, um, Cersei uh, Lannister. She's the really, I mean, she's despicable. That's why she looks okay. so familiar. There uh, you go. So I watched this whole film, and as far as I can tell, uh, these women are in love, and this woman's getting married. And anyway, they recut all the footage. It's really well shot. It looks like it could be a good movie now. I know what the name of it yeah, is. Yeah, and if so. you Google search um, uh, Imagine Me and You, the, the first... Uh, search result for videos is imagine me and you lesbian movie trailer so they kind of lay it out there (laughs) uh all right i mean they're not pulling any punches i get it that's cool dean kane would love this film (laughs) dean kane did not get the role of the of the guy dean kane's my new through joke i realized i don't have many through jokes because i kind of forget the previous episode like the minute we're done recording yeah (laughs) but uh this is going to be my new through line um so, okay, cool. Mystery solved. Um, I've got, uh, so yeah, there's, a, oh, somebody, yeah, there's somebody made a short film, but I don't think it had anything to do with Jimmy Eat World, no. Um, some dumb stuff. Oh, Jake T. O'Donnell, our boy Jake T. O'Donnell, he's got this pretty high up on his list. I'm going to tell you it's in his top five Jimmy oh, Eat World songs. my goodness. Um, if you want to take a stab. Hit me with uh, number three. Number four. Wow. Uh, here, you can be anything. Anything that scares you, I think that scares you. I consider myself in something of a minority to say that I really enjoyed my high school years. So did I. Did you, Justin? Oh, yeah. I really enjoyed it. I would do high school again in a minute. Yeah. Doesn't that, that probably means we peaked I was going to say, Fuck. I don't think that that's, someone would say that's not very healthy. <laughs> yeah, I know, <laughs> The right? fact that we would want to go back. But, the, dude, the, ni- the late 90s is my favorite. I mean, aside from where I am now, you know, it's just like. I don't want to discount that. Do you that. think Dean Cain would do high school again? <laughs> I should just start tweeting Dean Cain yeah. from the bot. Um, what What do you think Dean Cain's favorite Jimmy Eat World song is? I'll bet it's For Me This Is Heaven, because he seems like super Christian. Let's get him um, on. I'd like to get him on. We'll yeah, see. come on, it's Dean. A... Uh, so just, uh, just, sorry, sorry. Uh, um, I went to a small regional high school and had lots of people I considered friends, loved playing sports, and generally have almost all good memories from my time there. At the same time, I was a loner, a kid with varied interests that didn't always jibe with others uh, I was around every day. I found solace in music. Discovering Jimmy Eat World freshman year was a sentiment, a seminal event, obviously. Here was something that spoke directly to where I was as both a fan of music and as a person. I mentioned in the crush entry that it took me some time to get really into clarity. By the time sophomore year came around, I was enamored with it. In particular, Lee, sorry, in particular, I could not believe that a song like Just Watch the Fireworks actually existed. Here, I've been here before, but only by myself. For a band that had just a couple years before done mostly straightforward punk songs with an emotional edge, just watch the fireworks is a stratospheric leap. 
I don't think you could call it a Baroque pop, <laughs> which makes me think of your uh, the MIDI the, that we listened to earlier. <laughs> yeah, the lute definitely made it sound like Baroque pop. Um, uh, but the level of sophistication in the music, vocals, and production is just astounding. The strings that come in over the last breakdown take it to a level unimaginable for most early 20s punks. That leads into the lyrics, and they're just as beautiful as the music. A very literal rendering of Just Watch the Fireworks is it's about making out with someone under the fireworks. It's much, much more than that. For years, I felt it was going some. Uh, uh, it was about going someplace with someone you care about and some kind of a journey and feeling the connection of experiencing that journey together. It doesn't matter if the destination is a physical place, a goal, or a concept. It's about knowing in your heart that you've gotten to that place with somebody. I promised I'd see it again. I promised I'd see this with you now. For a kid, oh, what happened? It cut off the whole thing. Whoa, there's no more, huh? Well, there definitely is. Let me, I gotta manually pull up Jake T. O'Donnell's thing. I guess he wrote too much for me to annotate my Oh, note. I see. You copy and pasted it in there. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I copied it and pasted it as a note. Directly from his site, and it just. No, I try not to, I try not to open too many links while we're doing it. I try to put everything in the document, um, which if you're on our Patreon, you can see all the show notes. <laughs> As I'm vamping while I try to find Jake T. O'Donnell's list here. Oh, come on, Jake. Oh, that's right. It's a word. He has like a general WordPress. Uh, here we go. Uh, not much more. For a kid trying to figure out who they were, a song like Just Watch the Fireworks provided that solace I was talking about earlier. It provided me the space I needed. Just enough space to fit even. More on clarity and the incredible part of that album featuring this song coming very shortly. So, Whoa. Jake T. O'Donnell might have a clarity article. Hmm. I'm going to search Jake T. O'Donnell's. Fight. I see that we have friended him or followed him on uh, on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Clarity book, huh? List my 10 favorite albums of 2019. So he must have it on here. But that wouldn't be 2019. That's weird. Hmm. So I don't think he came back to the whole clarity thing yet. Okay. So that's Jake T. O'Donnell's number four. Our boy, Jake. You know, one day I hope to find called Jake my boy did not look how i thought he was going to look i thought he was a like a, a younger string beanie i still don't know i don't want to ruin it i mean he's it's got his <laughs> picture there on uh on his on his twitter oh maybe i know exactly what it was yeah like. i, I mean I very uh <laughs> happy happy smiley guy but just not uh not the the, the vision that i had in my head of of what jake t o'donnell right. looked like doesn't matter <laughs> Um, I found a couple bands called Just Watch the Fireworks. Yeah, they like, were on Bandcamp, uh, uh, weren't they? Yeah, and I even found a live performance of them on YouTube. And then there was like a boy in his bedroom, like Just Watch the Fireworks. I think he's separate of that band. Um, and then uh, I said I found a video of a guy proposing to his girlfriend at a show while the band played oh boy. this song. Oh, I did find this Clarity online performance. So you may not remember this. And let me see. It says, I know uh, this is posted by Ashley89 to YouTube. Uh, I know this was way, way back um, when, but I realized I never shared it. So here's Jimmy World rehearsing for their Clarity Times 10 tour from their studio in Arizona via Ustream.tv. Do you remember Ustream? Is that still a thing? Ustream? Um, was that around the time of Justin.tv before Twitch came along? Or did Ustream, did Twitch absorb Ustream? I don't know, but it is a, it's a similar idea, yeah, where basically you could just live stream stuff. And I remember when Jimmy World did a full live performance 
on Ustream. So, and, and I was looking for it for one other episode we did for clarity and I couldn't find it. So, uh, either she posted this in 2010. So, I mean, that was a long time ago, but hopefully Ashley got the rest of the show and I just didn't find it before and I can play more of it later. Um, or she only got this song because she likes it. But I figure we would listen to a little bit of it. lamp over there on uh screen oh, right that, I, was, a I was gonna ask uh, that was either a lava lamp or it was some kind of uh imac early iMac. yeah i got a lot of love in the chat <laughs> section i remember <laughs> uh so yeah a lot of fireworks montages uh one guy is like an air force guy and he recorded like a bunch of like air force like blue angel jets and stuff or those are blue angels i think they're navy but uh jets flying around uh let's see what does he say uh yeah blue angels so this is a naval show um i do have a really early 1999 performance we can watch for a sec um i feel like i'm all over the place in terms of uh the episode this week but whatever it's last minute it's all good well i, I did have a question about um when oh this yes. is all i'm pausing it left channel ah, pause <laughs> yes yeah that's all it's one single what was channel. your question oh i was just um in, in the covers that i came across do you remember did you hmm. do you have first of all do you have isaac arms in i do did we watch him before had we seen him before was he the guy that we sped up the playback and <laughs> because it looked like he was kind of falling asleep i think he's done he did yeah. a few i had written a note that i felt like we had seen okay him yeah before. me too i thought so okay well I, and he had like extreme like somebody in the other room energy yes yeah so yeah i'm very excited we will we'll visit him in just a sec uh so yeah this 99 performance wow, portland oregon is yeah <laughs> reminds me of in some of these early videos who's that kenneth from 30 rock the page (laughs) (laughs) he just looks so wholesome and like like a boy (laughs) just a boy he's just a boy you know you watch you watch (laughs) the videos of those guys playing on the U stream where they're all aimed at each other and and playing and and jim's wearing a hoodie and they're you know they're like they might cut off the song in the middle and say, you know what, let's just try it again with this type of energy, or we're going to try it with this kind of transition. It's such a different 
feeling when, and I, I'm, you know, I'm imagining this. I haven't played as nearly as many shows as you as you have. But being in front of a crowd like this, the spotlight's on you. You've practiced for this, and there's a bunch of people staring at you, singing the song with you. It's just, yeah. I mean, that's what makes. I, mean, I know that's what these, especially that Portland show. Like people are standing next to yeah, them, essentially, just a couple of feet away from Jim and Tom. Yeah, and Ken. Let's see, does it say when that show was from? Uh, March 31st. March 31st. And when did the middle hit? This has got to be right before the middle hit. Uh, The middle, yeah, right around 2001. That was, yeah, the middle. Oh, that was 2001. Right, 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 right. Because Clarity was 99. So they weren't. But they yeah, could have easily had it hit. in the works by this, you know, this time. Oh, yeah. But it wasn't on the radio and all that Oh, stuff. no, no. Yeah. 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 No one else would have known it. Yeah, yeah. So that's why they're playing a small show like this. Um, But there is a slightly bigger show. Uh, which I'll play right here. This is after the middle at, um, I think this is at the 930 Club. This is from the Believe in What You Want DVD. Ooh, sounds good. Dick Visor. <laughs> you can be anything, anything that scares you. I think that scares you Yeah Oh, I've been here before But only by myself Myself I love seeing Rick play a Rickenbacker. Tom? That's so funny to me for some reason. <laughs> or Tom. Shit. That's why. Yeah. It's too it's late. It's got such a... It's too such, late. It makes me think of Tom Petty. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So now I think I've finally gotten through my other versions and my other weird stuff. Uh, what did I have? Oh, I had a couple things on Community. Let me see. Uh, a couple times that Jimmy World mentioned this on their Twitter and both were on 4th of July. So... Uh, the first was 4th of July, 2009. Oh, no, this is January 28th, 2009. So I'm not sure why they posted this. It only has one like, and it won't tell, show me who it was. But it just says, just watch the fireworks, bitch. <laughs> so, <laughs> Straight in. January 28th. Point. Yeah. And uh, the reason I assumed that they were both on 4th of July is because the other one is 4th of July 2016, but this is way more toned down. Just watch the fireworks, guys, okay? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, considerable uh, 267 retweets and comments, 796 likes. So um, I guess it goes to show that uh, um, you can lead flies. Uh, what? <laughs> Get, catch more. You can catch more flies with, flies uh, with honey. honey. Can't get fooled again. <laughs> um, uh, so yeah, that's uh, that's that's the exciting, fun stuff I have there. Okay, so I have some silly ones, and then really only care to show you this one good one I found. Is is there so, a really good one? Is it Danny Mortimer? 
No, he's like number four on my list. I got Liam Jones is the one I liked. Oh, okay. I don't think I have Liam Jones. The reason why I picked Danny the, Mortimer. I found him way late. Was so. uh, Did you notice that Car Simplified had uh, left a comment on his? Oh, no. Yeah. On Danny Mortimer's? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I remember, yeah, Danny Mortimer, he posted to the Facebook group. And so I wanted to make sure he got on the show for sure. So, yes, I'm glad you okay. brought him up. Cool. All right. Yeah, we'll get there. Oh, yeah. You even commented on there. Hell, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay so good uh because i'm like oh we're going really long on this episode i'll cut some of these ones i don't really remember um off the top of my head but i'm glad that you um that you uh remember to mention him do you have your voice to text oh ready? yeah i've got it all queued up hell yeah so first up is megan galding and unfortunately i won't be able to hear because it's it's all crazy um but uh, we got Megan Golding Megan and Golding. her strange interpretation of this song uh, that needs voice to text with it. All right. There's no intro in this, huh? Here, you can be anything. And I think that scares you. I think that scares you. Here, I've been here, before. But only by myself. Myself. I promised I'd see it again. I promised I'd see this with you now. I promised I'd see it again. I promised I'd see this with you now. I noticed... <laughs> I noticed that Megan Golding uh, heard the same lyrics you did at the beginning. Uh, oh. I thought there was going to be an introduction to that one. You know how they have that little... Oh, yeah, no, no. Megan doesn't do that. I... I, I definitely still do have Lenora Avans, who who does have the intro music, um, but uh, I'm interested to see what if Lenora also has. So, you, did you notice that she's got here? You can be anything, anything that yeah. scares you. So she's on your wavelength, mm -hmm. man. Uh, okay, so uh, this is this has intro. What giving up gives you, and where giving up takes you, I've had and I've been, here in center frame, here there's only air, and just enough space to fit. So jazzy, baby. It, it's, it's so odd, the, the tracks that they pick. I was really feeling that track from. Oh her. yeah, well wait till you get to like, wait till you get to hear the uh, the spoken word over the top of it. Very uh, you know very snappy. Totally. <laughs> All right. So uh, <laughs> oh, what do Lenora. you have? Um, what are your top songs as far as the covers go? You got you said you had a number one. I picked the wrong one. I said Danny Mortimer, and you said you, you had a number another one. Oh, oh only because uh, yeah yeah yeah. Uh, my number one is Liam Jones. That's it. That so should it. we close out with Danny Mortimer from the Facebook group because he's like in the community? Yeah, sure. Okay. Uh, I mean, we did. We talked about Isaac Arms. Uh, we could speed him up if you want to play him just in YouTube. And, yeah, let's do that and do him at double speed. Let's see, I'll do him okay, at yeah. double speed. Because last time we did it, we uh, I can't remember which track it was, but when we played him at uh, double speed, it sounded like the actual speed uh, of the recorded version. Let's see. Yeah, so actually, he's probably 
very prolific. Yeah. Well, here we go. This is Isaac Arms 2X. Here, you can be anything. I think that scares you. Dude, this is great. I think that scares you. Here, I've been here before, but only by myself. By myself. Dude, this is great. I promised I'd see it again. I promised I'd see this with you now. Yeah. I promised I'd see it again. I promised I'd see this with you now. It kind of sounds, you know, those those big people that play the uh, percussive acoustic guitar and slapping the, the strings yeah, yeah 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 it's not that bad he's it's just very soft I, i've got this thing boosted up to the full volume and it's kind of hard to hear him uh what's the um there's a john mayer song that we used to always <laughs> addison would always like joke around at is it practice. in your atmosphere <laughs> is it oh yeah neon yeah we would always like uh I would always tell Addison to play that at uh, band practice because that that guitar, like no one knows how to play it, but it sounds so cool. So uh, the friends of ours who go, we go to John Mayer concerts a lot. Um, she said to her now husband, she said, before you ask me to marry you, you have to be able to play neon acoustic. <laughs> and uh, he figured it out. And, and not like that was it. Like now you can marry me. But I mean, he's he's just that he, he's that. Uh, skilled. Did he post a video of it? To YouTube yet? <laughs> no, he did not. <laughs> uh no but he is a very good guitar player yeah that's tight that's cheating if you're a good guitar player that's not impressive <laughs> of course you can play neon <laughs> yeah so i was pleasantly surprised isaac arms he, he was the the guy that was a little yeah. bit slower i mean we were 11 seconds yeah in. man i dug it at double yeah, speed pretty good uh, oh i did find something uh it's a Bandcamp link so i think i'm gonna, i think i have to send that to you yeah that one doesn't work yeah. in the watch together um, unfortunately it's not it, it, it's not it's called just watch the fireworks but i think it's just like an original composition and it sounds very angels and airwavesy it's just uh it's just instrumental but it's pretty cool we could play a couple minutes of it or a couple seconds oh this of it. is on soundcloud oh what this did i work say Bandcamp? oh here, I'll, I'll, i wrote Bandcamp, but here let me put it in here oh man whoops go to create a bookmark what the fuck did i give you the wrong no 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 i was an accident on my part oh okay real drums right i love real drums yeah mm. man that was uh oh, what was his name jerry castellanos castle castellanos yes yeah yeah, yeah. Of, of florida on soundcloud yeah i wrote Bandcamp. i don't know what i'm doing half the time <laughs> so, sometimes i'm doing this while i'm working <laughs> so i'm like oh I'll, I'll hit play and then i'll do some work and i'll be like yeah that was actually pretty cool and then Bandcamp, i'll copy Bandcamp. and paste the link 
Uh, okay, and then Liam Jones is the one I I wrote as okay. good. Um, uh, <laughs> we'll see if that remains to be seen, <laughs> or if that if that holds water. Triple acoustic guitar cover. got that nylon string yeah and i don't love nylon strings but i do i do he even said you heard it here folks three guitars at once <laughs> uh, <laughs> um i i thought it was like so uh chill and like uh i don't know i could vibe to yeah, it there's a few parts in there where it sounded like he was slowing down to stop would play a chord and then bring it right back in he's like ah, yeah i got one i got a couple more minutes stop me <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh so yeah um uh that was uh that and then uh let's play our boy from the facebook group danny mortimer this is his first live performance (laughs) 
Danny yeah man and that's his I believe he said that's his first public performance on the Facebook group yeah uh, um, so yeah man was that you at the very beginning that said is this is his first time playing live or was that somebody in the audience saying that no that okay. was me I yeah, thought yeah. so it was mixed in pretty well I couldn't tell <laughs> <laughs> I was at the show actually I was, like, I was telling the person next to me I was like this is his first time playing um, the last thing I wanted to bring up on this song that which I just forgot because I, I we got sidetracked a billion times in 2002, the Japanese EverQuest Guild Mirage used this song in a tribute video to EQ entitled Sayonara Norath. The song really captures the essence of the game. I don't know what any of that means, but apparently it was part of a video game or in a video game or 
maybe this is a fan-made thing. I have no idea. Well, I think EverQuest is a lot in, in the same realm as uh, World of Warcraft, that, that whole uh, MMORPG. Okay. The caption I read sounded like it was translated, like, twice, so... Here, you can be anything, anything that scares you. I think that scares you. Here, I've been here before, but only by myself. So I guess it's the credits of the game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is yeah. one old game, man. 2002. Um, I also have a note that says here. Oh, I see. I thought I left a link out, but I'm just joking about the lyric because last <laughs> week we had said. Yeah. Here. I was like, oh, man, I didn't put a link on my thing where I said here. Now I get it. Um, and then uh, Go Big Casino played it once in 2006. Um, and those are the notes that I have on this track. Awesome. Did we get through everything that you wanted to chat about? We did. We did. Yeah, I, there was nothing right, else cool, on man. my notes. Actually, before we sign off, this is Justin here. I've spliced into our episode, and uh, before we give our little salutation, I did want to mention that I was fiddling around on my own with the notch filter in Adobe Audition and feel like I was able to get a little bit clearer audio um, of what's going on behind the scenes in this track. So I'm going to play about 30 seconds of it for you. And what I'm hearing here is, as David had mentioned in the episode, it sounds like takes as long as it takes, as it takes, as it takes. So it's just that repeated over on the beat. And as this little clip goes on, you'll hear it a little bit more clearly. Uh, it seems to build. I don't know if this that was probably some... Uh, some decision that they made so here have a listen to this and this is just watch the fireworks uh right after about five minutes and 20 seconds for about 30 to 45 seconds after that point enjoy Well, I love these weekly check-ins with you, man. Um, I'm glad you're well. I'm glad you guys had a safe trip up to Big Bear. Um, and I hope everybody out there continues to be excellent to each other. Yeah, and party on, dudes.